Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Who exactly are you? I just had a song just dropped in my head, came out uh, by The Who in the 70s. It's called Who Are You? Who Are You? Let's see if we can figure out who you are today with help from Cheryl Hines. And she's with Insight Life Coaching. She's a certified mental health coach, a Christian life coach, and also somebody who is a real you personality. I think it's called Indicator Practitioner. Mm -hmm. I hope I got that right. Um, Cheryl, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm great. Enjoying beautiful Florida. Ah, uh, good for you. Yeah, it's, uh, I know you guys have a little cold snap down there. I know you're visiting, uh, but yeah, the sun always comes out. It's always warm and sun always comes out no matter where you are. So you got to look at it that way in a, in a positive right. light. Um, do you find that a lot of us really don't know who we are? Yes. Yes. Um, we, we don't understand so many times the personality that God has given us why we um, think the way we do, why we respond the way we do, we react the way we do. Um, I know for myself, um, we're talking about The Real You. It's a book that Vicki Barnes wrote, and it's a personality that she wrote to go with it. Um, when I took this personality indicator back in 2018, no, 2016 already. Um, it really changed the perspective of me, myself. Um, from I always I have this bold personality. I have this personality of take charge. I know what needs to be done. Let's do it. You know, let you know why can't you see this? This needs to happen. Mm. Um, you know, in a room full of a hundred people, if if I need to get somebody's attention, I can. It's who I am. It's you know that bold voice, um, loud voice, and um, I never really liked that. I was just I, going I, to ask you. I don't mean to to jump in. Is is did that serve you? Is it is it really you know? Were you comfortable with it, or, or was one of those things you didn't even know you were doing it? You were just doing you, at the time. I was just doing me, but I didn't like it. Um, mm. I I didn't like that personality. I would would have rather have been a personality type that mm. was more quiet, that was just more sitting in the corner and observing and just. Um, you know, just as as Vicky calls him, the peacekeeper. And you know, um, I was never the life of the party. And and you know, it's just I never liked that about me. But when I started really looking at that personality, and and with the real you, it's called the that one is is the producer. And when I started looking at that personality, and I understand it, started understanding that that is how God made me that the producer is somebody that sees the things that need to be done and then they just do it or they are not afraid to ask somebody else to help them. You know, I, I make lists all the time and, and it's, for example, on Chris over Christmas time, my daughter came over to help me with Christmas dinner and this list. And so she knew the list. And so her and I just worked right off this list. So it was that personality in me that said, well, this is what we need to do. This is how we need to, you know, this is what we want to get done. Um, and, you know, she's lived with me long enough. So she knows that what mom wants and how mom does it. And, and so it was, you know, but I didn't like that. I, I didn't embrace that. The other 
part of me is a planner. It's a it's a blue shirt and learning how you know planning and 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 part of that list taking. Again, those combinations, those are normally a male's personality. And so, so many times people are intimidated by me, are intimidated by that strength. They're intimidated by that God-given personality. Well, just so, realize- just for, for, so we're all, there's clarity. We all have that, you know, we have a male and a female portion to us. And there's different degrees of that. And you could be a male and have more, you know, female qualities, tendencies, whatever it might be, and vice versa. It's It makes us who we are. It does. But it's in that personality. It's in that personality. So, you know, sometimes we 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 visualize a man being more bold, being more assertive and aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband is not that. My husband is very much a peacekeeper. He he is very quiet, gentle. I call him my gentle giant. He's six two. I'm five one. But I call him my gentle giant. He he is just this big teddy bear. But when he speaks, you listen. And so he doesn't like conflict. He doesn't like to make waves. That's part of the personality that God has given him in understanding that personality. Now, as Vicki puts it, there's then the blind spots. So for me, those blind spots were being that assertive, over-aggressive person that just said, um, you know, it's 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 okay. I'm just going to be loud. It's how I am. It's how God has made me. Mm, There's possibility. And there were, and there still are things in that personality that God says he wants to, he wants to fine tune. He wants to soften. And so I've learned to embrace that. I've also realized that some of those blind spots, I need to learn how to soften. I need to change those blind spots from a blind spot into a positive, um, into a strength, not a blind spot. So, yeah, it's we. Mm. I think so many of us are lost in in who we are and in the personality of how God made us. Um, how do you change those things? Obviously, you know the real you personality indicator. You know, we'll go deeper into that. But if you Let's say you identify those things. Let's say you're somebody, hey, I, I'll tell you, I used to worry a lot. Why do I worry all the time? What am I worrying about? Why? I believe uh, my, my mom was a worrier, very overprotective, and I found myself mm. being overprotective of my kids until they got a little bit older, and I, I realized, well, I don't have to worry about it. They'll be okay. you know. But I was that mm-hmm. dad, you know, when a toddler, like walking, like, whoa, whoa, don't fall. I wish I, you know, back then said, eh, if you fall, you'll be all right. <laughs> you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's something I identified that I, I, I felt those things worrying didn't serve me. So I kind of right. changed that. It's a process, you know, so I worry less, a lot less. Um, mm-hmm. But, to, you know, how do you change those things? I guess identifying them first, right? right. Step one, right? Right. Yeah, 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 definitely. Learning to know who you are, learning to understand who you are and how God made you is, I think, the very first piece. Identifying, as you said, identifying that personality, identifying that personality trait, and then allowing God to 
show you what is the strength in that and then what is the blind spot in that. So I have um, a question. I and I and we're here, so I want to ask you this. And I'm not okay. you know, I'm not questioning religion, God, or anything like that. This is a, you know, I guess a basic question. Why why did God, in your belief, make us who we are if we're not the best that we can be? Like, for example, you know, there's things that you identify that you feel you should change, did, uh-huh. uh, I'm the same exact way. Why didn't it start, this is the best, or was it a lesson that we were to learn? Truthful answer is that we're all fallen. We're all broken. We live in a broken world. Is it the world or, okay, let's go back. Were we perfect when we were born? And then we were born into this world. And then because of our environment, whatever the situations may be, uh, that's what it turned into. We were born sinful. Okay. We were born, we were born in a fallen, broken world. Take it back to Adam and Eve. And, and in the garden, when Adam and Eve chose to eat of an apple that God said they couldn't. And that was the that was the fall of mankind. So it's and I'll just be I'm just you asked a question and I'm going to give you the perspective of me. As That's what I'm asking. Christian. I mean, you're you're okay. perspective, and I'm not so, you know questioning religion here. I'm not no, saying I, I don't need anybody to know whether I am religious. Doesn't right. matter. I'm asking right. you in your belief and in, in learning more um, about that whole process and your thoughts. So so for me. Um, when Jesus lived on the earth as, and he died, he was crucified on the cross, rose again on the third day. It was in that that I focus and that I that I put my trust in in that. Okay. In the Christian world, what we say is accepting Christ, choosing to change who choosing to change our thoughts and choosing to trust God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and trusting in Him is what really is where my hope is at. My hope is not in my husband, in in the chair I'm sitting in. Well, I hope my chair doesn't fall. <laughs> but, sure. but, but my hope is not in anything but in Christ. So it that is where my hope is at. That is the bedrock of where I am and who I stand on. Understanding that I am not perfect and understanding that I am fallen, but through the grace of God, I am made new and I am made whole. It is in that I can then choose to change those broken places of my life. And I can then choose to change those personality things that are weaknesses or blind spots and allow God to shift that so that I have wholeness and, and I am a new person. Um, so you asked, I told you. And I appreciate that. And I I think what I'm getting from you is that, you know, for you to identify those things that may need to change in your life, but having the strength to do that and the guidance comes from, uh, the divine. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. My strength, my hope comes from God alone. Um, I was coaching one of the girls this morning from from one of the the um, rehab homes here in in the northern Indiana area, and um, I was telling her that that for her and for me, God is our bedrock. 
it's the bedrock of who we stand on. So when the winds and the waves come, they can't knock me down. They, they, they can try. But because God is the bedrock of where I stand, that is my hope. That is my, that is the solid rock that I stand on. And I choose, I can then choose whether I allow the things of life to beat me down or whether I choose to allow the things of life to, to move forward. Um, so David in Psalms talks about, he chose to praise God in the, in the middle of the storm. And um, that's, that's my life. I choose to praise God in the middle of the storms of my life. I choose to trust God as the bedrock of who I, of, that I stand on. He is my hope, my strength, my source. And it's in that, that I, that I then know that I can move forward. Well, for anybody um, that let's say they don't believe in God, whatever their, their, their thing is. Yes. Um, can't they do the same thing by choosing? We all have choices. Anything we do, even the chair you're sitting on, you chose to sit in that particular chair. Hope it's going to be good. I know. I trust it will be good. But we, right. we all make a choice. Every every second of the day is a choice. When we say trust in you know the divine, is it also that we can also find faith in ourselves or trust in ourselves as well to help us move forward? Yes and no. If that's what they believe. If that's what they believe. Yeah. Yes. And again, I'm not I'm not against religion. There's nothing I'm I'm looking mm -hmm. at it all different camera angles, you know, because maybe somebody's listening, watching, and um, yep, they they yep, they they're agnostic. I don't know. But they they realize that hmm, there are some things in my personality, and that's what we started with today, that they might mm -hmm. want to change. So to mm -hmm. find that you know, within to have that, that faith or trust in themselves, um, would that help them move forward? It could. Okay. I find, I find myself, um, that I, that I am in just in this, I don't have enough strength in myself. I don't have enough, um, knowledge. I don't have enough, um, power within myself to, to, move to do that i don't mm -hmm. um some people might think that it's a crutch well if god is my crutch so be it i would rather have god as a crutch than i would try to rely on my own strengths because the the, the truth is there's going to be a day when every one of us are going to realize that we don't have enough strength we don't have enough power within ourselves and then what do we do where do we turn to? You know, who is it that we rely on? Do we rely on the neighbor? Do we rely on our husband? Every one of us, including ourselves, we're going to let ourselves down. There's going to be a time when we can't do what, we, what we've always done. For example, my mom, 83 years old, has uh, has a fracture in her lower back right now and extreme pain. She has been a fighter and a go-getter and has worked hard her whole entire life. She has been in excellent health. And she said the other day, she said, I just hope I can get back to the point where I can do things like for myself again. She, you know, she has been that person her whole entire life. And has not relied on anybody else to help her. 
Now, she does know God and she loves God and she has that relationship with God. But she's at a point now where she needs help. She needs somebody to come alongside her and to help unpack some of those things of her life. And that's going to happen to every one of us. Um, well, you know, the, the language, I want to send her back to that. I wasn't planning to go down the religion road today. This is where we went. That's okay. Um, I, we all need hope. I, I try to get away from saying, I hope. Because it's mm-hmm. almost as if you're saying, you're not sure. You know, I, I hope this is going to happen. Hope you had a nice day. Hope you have a great day. I try to reframe it, you know, uh, in terms of the language. I trust you're going to have a great day or have a great day. Or, you know, for your mom, she's going to get better. She's going to feel good because she's always done it. She's always had that mm-hmm. strength. Where does she get that from? Maybe it's the divine. I don't know. But- to change it and, and say, you know, I, ju- I hope I can get back there. You are, you will. Um, I had a conversation the other day with uh, someone and then someone else, two separate, and it was about faith and it was about losing faith. And situations mm. happen. What do you, what do you suggest? What do you, what do you say to somebody that says, Hey, listen, I used to believe, but I, I, I lost my faith. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but, but it's just not, I'm not feeling it. What would you say to somebody? I say to them that God never moves. We move. It's it's in the, again, that bedrock. God is the bedrock of my life. And, and even if the winds and the waves come and try to knock me down, if I focus on the truth of who God says he is, and I tr- choose to trust that, then I, stay fo- I, can, I can keep my faith. Now, these people that you talk to, I don't know their story. I don't know what rocked their world enough for them to think Mm. or to feel like if they have lost their faith. And it's their true feelings. It's what they, how they feel. It's, it's what they're thinking. What I would say to them is this, what happened that you feel like you've lost your faith? What is the what is it that rocked your world so much? Were you choosing to trust God and God didn't answer the prayer that you wanted him to? You know, my dad said, he was talking to his brother, my uncle, this morning, and he said, God's not answering my prayer like I want him to. He wants God to heal my mom. But my uncle said, hmm, maybe God's choosing to answer in a different way. Fair enough. But you got to see so, the you got to see the way. You have to see the way. So it's the same way with these people that you've talked to that have lost their way and have lost their faith. Maybe God is choosing maybe God is choosing to answer them in a different way. And they've lost hope. They've lost their faith because God didn't answer it. Maybe they've lost a loved one who was so dear to them and it took them, just took their breath away. And they lost focus on the promises that God said. God says, I will be with you always, always, always. And it's in that that they've lost focus. It's in that that they've lost hope. So what I would say to them is this. Let's look at truth. Let's look at what God says. 
God says, I am with you always. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That means I will never leave you nor abandon you. If that is truth, then God is still with you, even in the broken places of your life, even in the loss, even in the sudden loss, God is still there. We have to choose whether we're going to trust God or walk away. It's and, and then I've heard people say, well, you know, the church hurt me. I've lost faith because the church hurt me. The church building are broken people like me. They're human beings like me who, whether we intend to or not, Steve, we hurt people. So it's not the, it's the church is the building. So they put their hope possibly in the church, in the people, and not necessarily in the God of the universe. And I believe what you just said in terms of it's impossible not to hurt anybody. Think about it. No matter what it might Uh be, it could be the littlest thing. You could have, you know, didn't hold the door open for someone walking out of a convenience store because you weren't thinking Maybe you hurt the person back. You're like, how could they not, you know, care? Minor, but it happened. Um, yes. And again, I'm not, I'm not centering on religion here, but from what I, I got a visual, and I always share when they drop out of the sky, wherever, you know, that's, that's how my mind works. But you say for you, the foundation is God. Mm-hmm. And I get this visual of, you ever go maybe on vacation in the Caribbean or you go to a lake or, you know, someplace where you're in the water and there's some rocks and you're standing on the rocks. Um, If you get off the rock, you go down to the sand and now you're underwater. But if you're standing on the rock, sometimes the water's up to here and you're just hanging out. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. I can look around and see some uh, fish swimming around. Uh, But sometimes the wave is like, whoa, goes over your head and you're still on that rock. And it seems like what you're saying, that's life. The waves are life, but you're still standing on the rock. Even though sometimes you got to go like that to look over it, um, right. you're still able to be in that spot. And you could be far out. You could walk way or swim out, and you wouldn't be able to swim back because it was a long distance. So you take a pit stop, and you're on that rock, and you're still, mm-hmm. you're there. You know, you're in a safe mm-hmm. spot until you get off the rock. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like what you're saying. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so you you mentioned swimming out. Sometimes we it's the the analogy would be swimming away from that rock, that that solidness of who God says He is. We have to come back to that promise, and we have to come back then to standing on the rock, that that bedrock. God is my foundation. He is the rock of everything that I am. Hmm. So, like I said, God doesn't move; we move. We move away from his promises. We go into the te- the tendency, the human side of us, the humanness of us, and we walk away from the promises. And then we have to come back to those promises. Well, if somebody wants to believe what you're saying, the rock didn't move. The rock can't move unless, you yeah. know, there's an earthquake. <laughs> the that rock, you know, in that body of water called the Caribbean or whatever that you're standing on, it's not going to move. The only person that's going to move is you. And maybe that wave might pick you up. And you're like, whoa, boat went by. Oh, let me get back on that rock. 
Otherwise, I'm going to sink. <laughs> or I'm going to have to swim back, and I don't know that I could swim that far back in one go. I've been there. You know, I, I like to you know go out. I'll snorkel for a while, and then I'll find that rock. You know, sometimes closer to shore where you know they build up. Um, but interesting analogies we've gotten today in, ter- in talking about uh, our personality and uh, the real you personality indicator. We're just about out of time. Uh, you help a lot of people. You have a lot of insight. Of course, that's why you call yourself Insight Life Coaching. If somebody wants to, if this has resonated with anyone or they're looking for the rock, how do they reach out to you? They can find me at insightlifecoaching.coachsolutions.cc. Insightlifecoaching.coachsolutions.cc. I'm a firm believer in a lot. And I will say this, prayers for your mom. Thank you. Many. And it's not even about, it doesn't even have to be about religion. It's about energy. Mm-hmm. And when you say, you know, I'm praying for you, uh, it's it's about you're sending that positive energy to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we all are for your mom. And uh, uh, Cheryl, thanks for being with us today. Some good stuff. Thanks, Steve. Uh, thank you. Talk to you later. Yep. We'll be right back. Bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.